We're talking about the power of Nagiyas to distort our perception of the events as they occur in front of us. And we said this, it's quite, it's quite I mean, it's, uh, this hope he's got a good solution to it. Because uh, if you actually start to think how it's so difficult to be convinced of anything and that you're right about it because since these negatives are so insidious and under the surface it's hard oh we'll see so he says as follows we're on page some base in this version um, and we're on the fourth third paragraph the chamber master eagle that's what happens with the when the nation did a great sin how is it shaykh that this, this, the Dordea, this generation of people that reached the level of Adam Arishan Kredim Achet, how is it shaykh that they were able to do such a heinous avera? It makes no sense. So Vada, it's from the same Yusoid that also in the case of Cheta Egel, there was a place where they had a potential of understanding it in one of two ways and if they understood it wrong it would bring about destruction and if they just understood it right it would bring about chizuk what was the Mokam the nation saw that Moshe was dallying he was postponing his return and don't read this as he hesitated, but rather it came the sixth hour. When he went up to the mountain, he told the Jewish people that at the end of 40 days, in the sixth hour, he will return. On that 40th day, came along the Satan and mixed up the world. So he told the nation that the sixth hour had already arrived and Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't there. But the nation was not to be seduced. Mace, so he told them Moshe Rabbeinu had died. They didn't pay attention. The Satan showed Moshe Rabbeinu's coffin, his stretcher where his dead body lay. And even when the Satan did this, so one that was inclined to make this error did so, and those who didn't, didn't, as we'll soon see. In other words, one would have thought, wow, that's an objective proof that Moshe Rabbeinu must have died. Why didn't the entire nation fall prey to this fabrication that the Satan created? So the Ramban explains, The Ramban says, Shekha has no legs. Again, the Gemara explains that even the physical way that Shekha and Emes are written is demonstrative of the conceptual meaning behind them. Our Emes is written where all of the three letters of Aleph, Mem and Sof all either have the Aleph and the Mem have two legs and the, and the, the Aleph and the Sof have two legs and the Mem has a base. So they're all sol- solidly grounded. Whereas Sheker, if you look at it and you're thinking in the Ksav Ashuris, 
all three letters of Shekhar stand on one leg. The Shin comes to a single point, it's balanced on that point. The Kuf is a single le- leg and the Reish is a single leg. Shekhar ain't like a Glayim, plural. Shekhar has a regal, but it doesn't have a Glayim. It doesn't have legs to stand on. In other words, it's, it's, it's teetering. Shekhar has no cum. Kushtakayim, Shikraloikayim. It doesn't have a cum. It doesn't have, a, it doesn't have, it doesn't have a long-term existence. So says the Ramban, Shekhar ain't like a Glayim. Shaker in its truest sense doesn't really have a long term place to be grasped upon. Just like people who do magic tricks, they fool people. And by doing so, they, that's how they take their money. But in reality, there's no substance to what they're doing. The, the Greatness of the of the magician lies in his quickness, his his swift of hand. That the magician doing these tricks. That through the swiftness of his movement, he does it in such a way that a person can't see because of the speed. What he's doing. So now he's amazing. Uh, this is amazing. You say it. The magician's power lies in the fact that he can fool you into thinking, because of the quickness, that something which is isn't. If you actually stop to think about it and think one second, it's not possible that he just pulled a dove out of his ear. It was the dove is a very big bird, and it can't fit into his ear. So he couldn't have pulled the dove. But you don't think about it. You see him pulling the dove out of his ear. So vice versa. Until now, the dove was in his ear. Where exactly? I don't know, before the eardrum. And now, now the dove's out of his ear. When he starts to pull the handkerchiefs out of his mouth, so then you think, well, until now the handkerchiefs were in his mouth, were along with the sword and the fire and all the other stuff. And I just, So when you think about it, you think, no, 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 one second, that doesn't make sense. But at the, at the time, it's very impressive. It looks, gosh, he just pulled a dove out of his... This time it could be his nostril. So... That's the Derech HaYetzer. How does the Yetzer work? The Yetzer, when you actually start to think about and um, inv- investigate the motives of the Yetzer, it really has no room and no legs to stand on. So how does the Yetzer get you? And this is why you see, I mean, the ultimate Vodic would be very upset, possibly if you heard me saying this, but this is what you see the, the Mahalach in Kelm. In Kelm, of all the midas they worked on the most, they focused on Menuchas HaNefesh, not acting out of haste. haste. The opposite of what they called Behola. That every moment and every movement was calculated. There's a story about even like the later generations, one of the Rosh Hashivas in Hebron, that his, he realized when he was in the middle of Beis Medrash that he wasn't wearing a yarmulke. So, what do you do? You panic and you calmly turned around and walked slowly back to his room to find his yarmulke. The minute you act out of haste, the Yetzirah has a way in. When your actions are premeditated, so you grasp the where the Yetzirah is going. What does it mean that if you rush to go in? So, 
there wouldn't be anything intrinsically bad about the act itself. The point is that, that that's the point. In other words, you just thought, what do you mean? Yer Shemaim, Daladamas, The point is that he knew that in that particular mindset it would be good, but it would be Mekalkel, his whole approach to life. Because the approach to life of a measured approach means that you don't do things impulsively and then end up regretting them afterwards. Same. Not that anyone in the room would be even slightly prone towards impulsive behavior. No? Just putting it out there? Impulsive behavior? No? I'm joking. That's the that I was really referring to. So... Isn't there like a, something which you could say that you should be like worried and about mitzvahs and like displaying a kind of like urgency? The reason, the reason why I'm telling you the story is again, yeah, you're getting the story? Yeah. Okay. You're right. In other words, in, imagine if, if I would be a from person in a holy base medrash and my yamaku would not be on. So I, I would have two issues. I'd have the issue of my from kite with having my yamaka and I would panic, and also the, I don't want to show my bald head to the rabbin. Well, the fact that everyone thinks she's got away with it. Yes, it's like it's, 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 there are a whole lot of medas. You're, you're embarrassed, and all these things that come to a head. Your yershamayim, your embarrassment, your exposed bald pate. Gaiva. Freeman's got them all in his back pocket there. And yeah, <laughs> So that's the point. The point is that, that the Yetzirah, in other words, in the long term, rather forego that one event and move in a way that's appropriate, that's calculated, that's not impulsive. Impulsive behavior leads to the, opens up a place for the Yetzirah to creep in and take over. So many times people, when, when, when they have regrets about what they've done, the way they'll express their regret, oh, I just wish I would have thought about what I did before I did it. If I would have thought then, I would have. So, wh- one second, but what happened? So, why didn't you think? Aha. Uh-huh. Because the taiva always, always prods you to act on the spot. The taiva is the opposite of the seichel. The seichel says, let's think about this. What's the right thing to do? Let's weigh it up. And the taiva says, do it now! It's a rotten. That's why you see the taiva is achila. When, you th- when your person is a desire to eat, it doesn't express itself necessarily in the amount of food and, and the taste, but in the manner in which it's wolfed down. Taiva, you can, you can have the same food, but if you attack the food, so then the taiva is there, and if you measure it. So, uh, how does it work when, when you, you know how you, how, how, is it, how do you manage to eat half, half a cake? Half a rich chocolate cake. How is it shaykh? Milk. So what happens is, if I say to you, here Rob, and I give you half a chocolate cake, I say, eat it. You say, no, 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 I can't eat it, it's way too rich. So what I do to you, I say, have one slice. I say, one slice, and one slice is fine. And then once you have one slice, so then the next four slices you have. After the fifth slice, you have half slices. So you cut the, and just one more half slice, and then you have a half slice. Now half slice is nothing. So you're like, in your mind you've got the spur of, of come and come a bottle. 
the smaller the smaller it is, so the less it's, it's, it's bottled to the it doesn't. So that's really not thinking so clearly. And then after you finish half the cake, you go, oh, gosh, they eat half a cake, I feel sick now. Well, what happened? What happened was, you didn't think that eating piece after piece after piece after piece after piece is actually the same as eating the whole half cake. But, but the, 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 in other words, that's called a trick. The eater plays a trick on you. He's a magician, he plays a trick, and he says, you're not eating a half a cake, you're eating a piece of cake. No, after eat another piece of cake, but he holds like it, but not Mitzayef. <laughs> that's that piece of cake. There's another piece of cake. Ponim Chadosh is boiled can. Another cake. Nocha, nocha. It's nocha, nocha. Shtick cake, but not mashach. And then only after you've eaten half of the, then, then once you've eaten half the cake and you feel sick, then he's megalitude. Nah, it was better than the whole. It was all one cake. I said no. <laughs> Say Turkey. You told me it was many different cakes. <laughs> Understand? As a marshal, but it's it's true of every area of life. We're speaking. Speaking is, is one of the hardest things. Remember, we worked long and hard on, on the power of the tongue. But speaking is, is even harder because the, the time lapse from thought to words is so, is so narrow. So things come out and go, oh gosh, did I just say that? And I just said that. Did I say, how did I say that? Achon, you got it? So that's the Mahiris. Now if you can somehow slow down that process and not make it automatic, so then you have a chance to chap the yetzer. One second, what am I doing here? Imagine if you start eating a cake and you say to yourself, okay, tell me, like, what's the plan over here? Ah, so the yetzer says, the plan is for you to eat the entire, <laughs> it's, uh, to eat the entire, like, half a cake. So you say, yeah, but I'm going to feel sick afterwards. So, no, no you won't. Oh, yes, I will. A lot of sugar, a lot of margarine, a lot of oil, a lot of chocolate. I'm going to feel sick. Well, so then, um, what's the other option? I could have two pieces and feel great and still indulge in my tires? No, 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 no. What do you mean, no, 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 no? Ah, okay. So then, then the kind of the discussion stops. Yeah, if you put the whole cake on your plate. Yeah, if you put the whole cake on your plate and you just bite it. Just, don't, don't even cut it. Just, just, just put your face inside it. Put your face inside. Say, listen. You say, you say, yeah, it's all like, who are we kidding over here? Who are we kidding over here? Let's not go like the civil route. All those steps are planned out. She said the internal shackle attire takes about a second and a half for all that dialogue to take place. That's the problem, right? You just stretch it out. Yeah, they, you need to like stop it and say, one second, what was the tiny? The tiny was that the pieces aren't mitzdaif? What's the what's shot? It's the same thing. Yeah, pieces aren't <laughs> So you see, like, then you, then you see, like, now you understand where the, where, where the thumb movements came from. It was invented by the Yetzirah to try to give over bad spurs in cake eating. <laughs> so what do you mean? That's one cake. It's related. It's very similar. It has a relationship. <laughs> Far from being the same thing. The no, the one point is the one point is referring to the, uh, the referring to the focus on the immediate as opposed to the long term, whereas this is refer referring to the pace at which it all occurs at, which stops you from focusing beyond the. This could be even in one act. It's not. It's not limited. It doesn't necessarily. I, I use an example of a progression. 
It could happen in one bad thing. That doesn't necessarily. She's not discussing the progression. It's just a microphone. The cake is a microphone. Same thing. You have one piece, and the other segment. Yeah, I agree with you in the in the cake example. But the 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 is talking over here. Even when there's let's say the, the cake example was one example, but there could be an example where it's an actress that's isolated in its own right. It's yeah. it's someone comes to you and you really kind of just resolve not to say lost and horror. Someone comes to you and they say, and you know what happened to to Zalmala. And all of a sudden you say, I'm not going to speak Russian. I can't believe I'm an idiot. <laughs> what happened there? So it was that you didn't, wasn't going anywhere, but it was just that moment. Yes, weiter. Oi, weiter, weiter. Ken Kumaisa Yetzer, Einloi Shum Beis The Yetzer already doesn't have anywhere to hold. Ela Shikol Mahiris. The power of the Yetzer is in the speed. That he's so quick in convincing you that the seichel doesn't spot the weakness in the yetzer svara. That's how the meisa eagle worked. Because they saw Moshe Rabbeinu dying. But the truth is, there was such a weak proof that Moshe Rabbeinu was dead. If they would have looked at it with a Critical eye, they wouldn't have made the mistake. Rather, the fact that it all happened so quickly, that's what got them. Because the raya is that you didn't have to make a mistake, is because Shevet Levi didn't. They said, don't worry, don't worry Moshe Rabbeinu's coming back. If it would have been obvious that Moshe Rabbeinu would have was dead and there was no two ways about it, so then Shevet Levi would have also fallen prey to the Chaita Eagle. You see from Shevet Levi, the illustri- illustrious, wonderful tribe. Amazing people. Amazing. Amazing, amazing people. Those who have been. Just don't, don't fall prey to the normal frailties of. What, a, what, a, what, a, what, a, what an amazing shaver. It's not the pshat that the situation made him make the mistake, but rather that. He interpreted it in line with the Kavan And since they made a mistake in terms of understanding that Moshe Rabbeinu had died, that's why they erred in figuring, figuring out what time it was. And if they would have realized that this vision of Moshe Rabbeinu dying was only an apparition, instead of them going down, they would have risen up but now that they didn't spot the problem they went down in the level because that's the nature of a Nisoyen if you beat it you come out victorious you come out with an Aliyah and if you lose you come out with a tremendous Yerida it's, it's, not, it's not that if you win you do well and if you lose no no or if you lose, you do terribly, and if you win, no, no. But if you win, you gain everything, and if you lose, you lose everything. Um, is the goal to like, slow down the you know, thinking process, or actually to have your cycle think quicker than the answer? It seems to be that the goal, you, you, the goal is to slow down the thinking process, that you're able to see what's really going on. Like to, to almost stop yourself in the process. In the, in, in, if, you, if you stop yourself, you'll, you'll be amazed. Try this. Try this. Next time, I mean, the, the, the easiest place is in the middle of eating something. Eating something, and you just about to take your 17th brownie. And just stop yourself and say, what are you doing? 
because I'm just taking myself into the brown, you know, say, and why are you doing that? Are you hungry? No. Are you starting to feel sick? Very sick. So why are you taking your 17th brownie? The answer is because it has a nice taste as like for the three seconds it's on my tongue until I swallow it, there's an experience of pleasure. So that's why you're taking it. Yes. Even though it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure if you continue that discussion with yourself, the conclusion you'll come to is, you know, maybe I won't have that 17th brownie. Again, this is different we have to speak about more is the internal dialogue and how that works. Until now, when we spoke about the internal dialogue, it was a discussion, the, the, the dialogue between the Seichel and the Nefesh. And now it's within different parts of the Nefesh itself. Uh, not so much. Well, we have to, that's, that's a separate Musashir. Right now we're doing out of Nevada. Says Alter Vizesha Amar Rabbi Chagai, and this is what Rabbi Chagai says. V'loy oid elishin ichnasi imochem mishuras adin v'amariti lochem b'chart b'chant. So remember, the Alter began this parak with a medrash, and the medrash explained the verse of u'b'chart b'chayim. Remember that that there was two days in the medrash in regard to what the Pasuk, which deals with freedom of choice, is coming to express. Um, that's what the Pasuk says. When Akkadosh said that I've given you a Brocha Klala, so at that moment, the Pasuk from Eicha describes what happened. HaKadosh Baruch Hu shifted the onus of good and bad from decree to action. If you do it, you cause the good to come upon you. If you do bad, then you cause bad to come upon yourself. This is what we can explain now. I've given two ways in front of you. Rather, I've done above and beyond the letter of the law, and I've told you to choose life. So now comes along the alt and explains what that means. He says, According to the din, the recognition that Torah, the essence of Torah is life, and having a lack of disconnection of Torah's death, that would be enough for a person to sort, seek out the Derech HaTorah. But because the Baruch know that knew that we could make a mistake. In other words, like this. The, the author presents the essential struggle in life in a very different way to the way we thought, with the way we sought. The way we see the struggle in life is pretty much black and white. That You've got two drachim. This derech is derech hamabes, and this derech is derech hachayim. So you've got over here choosing death and choosing life. But then freedom of choice becomes a relatively absolute and easy thing to do. Because you realize, well, that's terrible, that's wrong, I'm not going to do that. And that's right and that's good, I'm not going to do that. You don't really say, well, that's terrible and wrong, and I'm going to do that. So the chiddush of Bechira is that it doesn't work that way. The ikka, the nisyonis in Bechira, some there are some Bechiras like that. But as the person grows, the Bechiras become much more complex. So you have two Drachim, and you look at that and you say, well, that's a great thing to do. 
And then you look at that and you say, well, that's also a great thing to do. And then you think, you know, this is an even greater thing to do. But the reason why you think it's a great thing to do is really it's worse, and it's the opposite of Rats and Hashem, but you've got some type of bias involved. So, for example, yes, for example, the Cheta Egel. How is the Cheta Egel they went to Aaron Akrain? Think about it. You're trying to employ, um, you're trying to get people involved in the Voida Zora. So, you don't go to, you don't go to Rebbe Yashiv and say, listen, you know, we think of, think of building an idol, um, we're just asking for your psak. Right, you don't you wouldn't do that. He's the wrong person to speak to. So you don't go to Aaron the Crane and say, listen, you know, we're just thinking about building an idol. Um, will you help us out with that? He says, well, um, I'm already on like the, the former side of things. You know, you, you want to look for some cult leader? Aaron the Crane says, okay, well, let's see how we can do this. So the base of the explains that Avada, when they were building the Chaita Eagle, they were doing it in the Shem Shemaim. Moshe Rabbeinu is gone. We need someone else to be able to convey to us the Dvar Hashem. Aaron Crane, you know the most out of everyone how to manipulate the spiritual world. Create for us a vehicle of connection to the Creator. So it was a very subtle mistake. And the Vada, they were doing it in the same Shemaim. But there was a mistake. So now the Chidush of the altar is our Bechira. It's not between good and bad. It's between good and good. But the truth is, because of our biases, so what looks to be good is really bad, and what looks to be bad is really good. So that's the difficulty of cho- choosing. A person will champion his cause because he believes it's the Shem Shemaim. So you have two people. For the one person, for example, he'll say, for me, he's learned the Rambam and it's mamish, it's an avail for him to live with other people, stay in Yeshiva and it's a, it's, 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 it's a boy, and he comes out with all the restraints the Rambam uses, which are very kharif. And therefore he says, but the truth is, for him, the best thing would have been to go into learning. And then you get the other person who's lazy and non-productive and he says, you know, it brings other Rambam in the end of Perichas Shemitah of Yoifu and says, I'm the person that under Rabbi you have to learn, everyone should support you. There's two Rambams, right? It depends which camp you're on, which Rambam you quote. If you're on the one camp, so then it's the Rambam in, you know, in Hilchus Talmud Torah by a person that accepts money for learning and ay ay ay. And then if you're in the Koyal camp, so then you quote the Rambam Hilchus Shemitah Yoifu. There's everyone should... <laughs> the, the lofty people should spend their time learning and the rest of the class should support them. So it depends which camp you are or which one. Okay. okay. Good. We know where you're on the gears now. That, that's a separate question. No, I'm not just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. The Ramam was a doctor. I'll become an accountant. We just say, we, just say we, don't, we, we know so well. The Ramam was a We understand the Shukla I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's clearly got nothing to do with what you want to do with your life and you're in the gears. Beautiful. It's so, it's, you know, it's so rare when you come. It's, it's so hard to find a person who's like purely, he's, he's axiomatically emistic. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, there's like no sense of, I'm doing this because it's a, it's a sense of, just tell me what the truth is and I will follow it to the nth degree. It's not about me. It's about what's the right thing to do. It? And we have one. So it's, just, it's beautiful to see. It's like, to to do you know how hard it was for Zach to make the truth? Like, the, the, the desire for him to stay in full time learning was overpowering. But he ruled. I mean, he spent, you know, spent almost eight, eight months and, you know, if you're saying, okay, eight months of one and a half sedarium, which is nothing to scoff at. You know what I'm saying? That that's almost half a yeshiva day once you take that into consideration. And I mean, you know, that's probably enough to learn God's Torah. I mean, how long can the thing be? <laughs> how long? I mean, look, the truth is, we, we, we've almost finished the death this month, three months. And if you do that, how long will it take us to finish us? 800 and how many years? Well, I'm saying he's much quicker. <laughs> so.
So the Kiddush of the outer is <laughs> the Kiddush of the outer is that choices are choices are very are very misleading because you really kind of you you very much in love with the choice that you take and you, it's not that you take the choice and you think okay right now I'm doing the wrong thing let's go for it I'm going to do it with full conviction you believe in what you're doing and you feel you're doing the right thing you feel you're doing the right thing for the right reasons and therefore you give it all you got and that's the most dangerous thing so the altar says that's Pshatini of Chagai he says um, that the Torah is Chaim and the lack of Torah is marvelous but the problem is what? That should be enough. However, since I knew that people could make a mistake. And even when you spot it, you really can't figure out. Now comes a lot of big that Therefore, Akash Baruch says, I've gone above and beyond the letter of the law, and revealed to you, to you the following, and I've said to you, you should choose life, even if you, all you try to seek is keeping the Torah, because even in keeping the Torah you can make an error. Even in keeping the Torah you have to make a choice. If you merit the Torah acts as an elixir of life, but if you don't, that same Torah becomes a poison. And there's another Gemara which says, My words are like fire. Zochem Eloi, if you are meritorious, so the Torah will light up for you. Loi Zocha, but if you're not meritorious, that same Torah, Seraftoi Bikoido, will burn you in its um, bonfire. Mikavan Shekain, who Torah Shekain Shekain says that's true. Torah Ato Livchor Bechaim, Kloima Betoicha Chaim Atma, you have to choose within life. Kiyesh Marvis Betsuras Chaim, because his death, which dresses itself up as life, when at the time of choice you'll think it's life therefore I, I've told you that's the Chidshah of Chagai in the Medrash I've been lifting Meshur Zadin and I've said in the Chaim choose Chaim and now the, the altar says the famous marshal which um, we will Save for another time. It's a beautiful marshal. You have to come back tomorrow. The marshal, there's no, no there's no show tomorrow. So let's finish up the marshal. The marshal is the king sends his minister to a to speak with a man. He said, whatever you do, do not enter into a bet with a man. Whatever you do, whatever you do, marshal, you do, whatever you do, don't enter into the bet with a man and no matter, it doesn't matter what he offers you don't, don't do it when he goes and meets a man and the man says listen I'm going to bet you a hundred thousand rubles that you're a hunchback so the minister reasons to himself well you know even though the king said to me not to bet with him I'm pretty sure in this situation he'd agree that I should so he says okay I'll take the bet with you so he says fine I want you to prove to everyone you're a hunchback take off your shirt and show everyone that you're a hunchback <laughs> says, no problem, takes off his shirt, shows he's no hunchback, 
the person says, you're right, yeah, you go, he gives him a hundred thousand rubles in his hand. He goes back to the king, he says, king, you have no idea, you'll be safe with me, look what I've got. He says, what? He says, I've got a hundred thousand rubles, I wonder if this stupid guy made a bet. So he says, idiot! He bet me a billion rubles that he could get you to strip in front of all his friends. Yeah? So in other words, you can come up with all the best cheshbonis in the world, why? Even though Hashem said this, but you know better. But you don't figure out that you may be gaining a hundred thousand, but you'll be losing a billion. You got it? That's the marshal. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take off your